Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 103 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was Spirit World from Las Vegas. That song is called Mike Chip Teeth, and it's off their demo from 2017. Yeah, that's three years old, but uh, I listen to it so much to this day, and I like it so much that uh, I'm playing it for you now because uh, I get to do what I want here. 
Um, and I think it's phenomenal. Uh, I, sh- I shouldn't say that. I don't think anything. I don't think anything is actually phenomenal. You know, <laughs> some things. I guess some things can be phenomenal. Like uh, my aunt, she had three collapsed lungs. That's amazing. It's, we don't even have that many that many lungs. You know, that's that's phenomenal. But I but I guess it's not good. Uh, but what is good is Wisdom and Chains, and my guest today is is their singer Joe. Joe is also uh, part of Post America Podcast, which he does with Richie and Chris, who are also members of Wisdom and Chains. And uh, and I, I I'm full disclosure that I've mentioned it several times on on this podcast before. And if you know me, you've probably just heard me say it, heard me say it. Wisdom and Chains is absolutely my favorite uh, hardcore band of all time. So if it, if it sounds like a little dick suckery, that's just I just I like I like that band that much. Like it's it's just it's just me being honest. So uh, so yeah. So, um, I, I guess, you know, due, due to, due to the fact that we already listened to Spirit World, that we don't need to listen to Spirit World again before we go on the episode, so let's go, let's go back to the Getting It Out rap song, just, just for once, just, uh, just to get the, get you in the mood for this, uh, episode, episode 103. Dark you know, when I started doing a podcast, I thought I found my calling. But there's something more, there's a little something more I think I can reach into. I got a little more in me. I need to get it out. Just like the podcast, it's Getting It Out rap song from the Getting It Out podcast. And it feels powerful. I think you feel it too. I think you feel it too. But there's certain things that need to be said. Because I was thinking about it a lot lately. What exactly what I was thinking about? I'll have to break it down here. Just a little bit for you. I was sitting at home trying to relax When I realized a podcast needs a rap It sound way better when they thought back But I gotta spit quick on these Amish cats For big horns of shit on rumble strips Zeb sits back with a hundred kids But I know how shallow that gene pool is So what did he do with his cripple kin? How do you tell the time at night When the sun don't shine on the dial bright While Von Scott lives the hard rock life Singing on the streets underneath the lights I got grocery lists of shit I don't like Gonna run them by old Mike on ice And like cops have a day with the butt drug tips This podcast will flip your lids so that's what I sing about on the song for the podcast. It's getting it So here we are back again, episode 103. The rap song reminded me that uh, over the weekend I went to I went to, to tour an Amish village. Now it wasn't a real Amish village, but it was in Amish country, and it was an old Amish house. And this very disgruntled old lady, gave, <laughs> this lady gave us a tour of this Amish house, and it was me, um, my family, and uh, this Italian family who's been visiting uh, with us. And then there was this Indian family, and then there was an Asian family. I don't know which kind. <laughs> but so we sit down, and this woman who's doing this tour is just not, she's not pleased about it. She even says in the beginning, they asked me to come in on my day off to do this tour. So we go in, and we're sitting in this little Amish room, 
and she starts talking and the the Asian couple's baby just starts talking louder and the the <laughs> the parents just do nothing they they don't do anything about it so this this younger Indian gentleman sitting behind them was was like ma'am can you speak up i can't hear you and uh <laughs> which only became funny because then when we walk into the next room his old like in-laws or something who are with them just start doing the exact same thing so there's this old indian couple who are just just talking talking their their ass off while we're trying to listen to this lady who doesn't want to be there and we're standing in this amish kitchen amish kitchen which by the way these amish people cheat man they they got ways around all this stuff and it's it's they're not they're not living without electricity i mean they are but they're not it's it's bullshit it's it's all bullshit i'm calling bullshit on all these amish um and I, and I learned it. Now I went on a tour. I learned it firsthand. I saw it. Um, but so there's this guy, this guy, this, this old Indian guy. Every time we walk into a room, he like <laughs> immediately like starts hacking up his lungs. He just walk in and be like, <laughs> like he had to clear his throat when he walked into a room. But he was, you got, you had to see him though too. Cause he had his hood up. He had a hoodie on with his hood up and he had the, the the strings like you know totally tight so there was just like a little face hole out and then he had him tied behind his head like this guy you were not getting into this man's hood if it were up to him like and he's just walking around coughing on everything and uh the, it was just it was it was uh, it was a very funny moment for several reasons um <laughs> all the language barriers all the the, the weird people doing weird things and the fact that you're standing uh getting a tour uh through a quote-unquote amish house um was just funny it was funny uh but we, th- that that same day if, if anybody's familiar with uh, pennsylvania <laughs> what if anyone's familiar with pennsylvania yeah if you're familiar with the state of pennsylvania there are these things inside of it and probably other places too many other places i'd imagine called smorgasbord well there's one around here called the uh, shady maple smorgasbord and uh we went to that earlier that day and um i was excited heard a lot about it uh my friends used to go they used to used to have trips my my boy mario uh before he died he died very young now which is a weird thing to say like he died when he was 29 from you know and that 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 seemed like old back then but you know whatever i digress uh so we go to the smorgasbord and it's it's my family and this italian family and uh i you know we're there to eat, right? This is this is more food than you can possibly imagine. The lady, when when we sat down, or she she like explained to us that we're only gonna try like fifteen percent of the food, which to me sounded a little bit like a challenge. So I went I went ham, as they say. And uh, when I got up for my third plate, I noticed the rest of the table um, didn't move, but they all other than, other than their eyes, they all looked at me. And uh, I know I should have felt a little shame at that moment, but I didn't. And I went up and I got my third plate and I sat down and then I was the first one to get up to get dessert. So, you know, I got that going for me. It's, uh, I'm balking up though. It's winter. We got to do that around this time. I have been working out, but it's not helping. It's not helping. I'm just plateauing. I, I, I've set a new, I've got comfortable with a new weight, uh, which is like 220. Before it was like panic at 210. Now it's like just stay below 220. And this is how it happens, right? This is how we get super fat. I'm still living in this illusion. Uh, I I heard somebody mention this before and uh, recently. And uh, I'm right there with it. I'm just living in this illusion that one day I'm going to get into shape. I don't know why that would happen. I don't know how it would happen. Uh, I'd have to work out way harder, do a lot more. But but yeah, I'm living in that illusion that one day in the future, I'm going to be in shape. We'll see. 
I doubt it, but we'll see. All right, uh, enough enough of my nonsense. Uh, there's plenty more that I had. Uh, like I said, I got this interview with Joe. Um, it was, we tried to set this up literally for a couple of years. I think I've talked to him about this. Not a couple of years. Podcast has only been running for two. But I've mentioned to him in the past about coming on. He's agreed. We never really never really worked it out, though, until now. And it took a couple tries, but it happened. And that's why it's this week's episode. Um, as I mentioned before, Wisdom Chains, favorite hardcore band. Love what they do. Uh, I'm going to talk about some songs. I'm going to ask him about some songs in this interview. So I'm going to play you those songs. We're going to start before I head into this one with uh, Start Living, which is one of my favorite songs of theirs. It's off the Everything You Know album. And uh, that's what this is. And then you'll hear some others. And then there's other stuff. And blah, blah, blah. You know the drill by now. Uh, Here it is. Start Living by Wisdom and Chains. What's up, man? How you doing? All right. How's things? Uh, sorry. You know, what, what day is it? Wednesday? 
doing Wednesday? We just I just uh, suff- uh, suffered through the first snow yeah, of the year my- down here. Yeah, was it bad? We had a little like uh, I don't know what you call it, like a, a snow squall. That's what we had today. I mean, but we're doing all right. Over here. It, it was it was a little problematic for me, but but I I survived. I'm I'm a huge pussy about winter. I gotta I always have to admit that I'm a huge pussy about winter. If I I think you, I mean you're not that far north of me, but you're far enough north of me that I would I would move. Yeah, I mean I, I'm starting to hate it as I get older. <laughs> I'm really starting to hate it. Like I'm growing into this like uh, other person. <laughs> hates winter i used to love winter and like growing up around where we're up in the, in the mountains you know and yeah like winter winter sports and you know skiing and snowboarding and stuff like that is very popular and common up here and where where i actually grew up like the, the house that, that i moved into when we moved up here has a lake behind it and we used to ice skate and play hockey and all kinds of shit in the winter we we're always doing winter stuff it's funny, like and, uh, winter winter sports. It's all just kind of a, a version of slipping, like you it's just <laughs> slipping. In yeah, that like, yeah, you're yeah. Just slipping flat, or you're slipping down a hill. Yeah, you just, or, yeah, you just right. kind of halfway falling, <laughs> <laughs> slipping around, controlled slips. <laughs> if you're lucky, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but like I, I used to love it. I used to love the cold, like the. I didn't mind the cold, and now I just don't like being cold ever. I take my son skiing, and uh, it's just man. I just I just want to get back in the car. I've never done it. I can't wait to get back in the car. I I grew yeah, like uh, nearby where I grew up, there was there were ski slopes, ski round top is what it was called, and uh, I never went. Never one never one time did I go down the ski slopes, and which is I I didn't try snowboarding, which is funny because I always skateboarded, you know, so so like, you know, you always think most people who tried skateboarding tried snowboarding. I guess if you have, if you, if you live in Pennsylvania, you got mountains, you probably tried it, but not me. No, I I have that much of an aversion to winter and coldness that I've, I've always avoided it. You never liked it. No, no, no. I mean, I probably did when I was a kid, but yeah, no, Uh, I've been true. I stuck to it. It's, it's the only thing I stuck to. <laughs> I well, dude, I've, I've been trying to I've been trying to have this conversation with you for a while. And I'm thankful that you were finally finally getting it done. I know. I'm glad it worked out. Man, it almost I felt like it was it was slipping away from us tonight. Actually, yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> well, I went to the. I, I knew I had an appointment at nine, so I'm like, okay, I have a, I had time to squeeze in a gym trip. You know, and yeah. I went to the gym with my son. And he said, uh, as we're leaving the gym, he's like, hey, can we go to the store and pick up some stuff for his his lunch for school? And I'm like, oh, that's pushing it. <laughs> so, but he saw, it was, we're 15 minutes late, but we made it happen. That's all good. It, it, all, it all worked out, and yeah. it's, which is good because I had a lot of, lot of important stuff that I wanted to talk to you about and ask you about. Uh, well, first, can I say something to you, man? Yeah, really, of course. Like, I'm really happy and proud you doing this podcast and and so so consistently oh thank you serious it's you're really doing good with it and i you're 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 good at it thank you i appreciate that and uh, i'm happy that you i'm happy that you did this because you're you uh have a unique uh voice a very unique and memorable voice 
And like I remember the first time I ever met you. Yeah. You were you just picked up the mic at the championship <laughs> in Harrisburg between fans. Yeah. You just picked up the mic and just started basically doing a podcast in front of a a show. Those were really <laughs> were just really like, drunk days. Rambling. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like you know, everyone was listening. Like you were you had an audience listening to you and it was like an interesting I'm like, who is that guy? <laughs> that's that's just, fucking cool. That's so, just yeah, what I'm, I did. I'm happy to, that you're doing this. Oh, thank you, man. I, I very much appreciate it. And like the the the, the thing that I t- well, first of all, I got to I got to give you credit because you doing your podcast, Post America, you and Richie doing that. I mean, okay, maybe you guys aren't the most consistent, but but uh, as far as uh, putting out episodes, but you guys put out good episodes consistently in that way. And uh, yeah. Like and and and, and yeah, just we, uh, just to have somebody from from our world doing it, and you guys you guys were pretty early onto that. Yeah, we got we we knew we wanted to do it, and um, the most important thing to us was like making sure that it sounded professional. Yeah, the, the actual like production quality, and because um, we've heard a lot of podcasts that sound like you know you're recording it on your phone in a bathroom or something, you know, right, right, and it's like a weird echoey sound um it's it's not really difficult to have a good sound but it's very it's very easy to have a shitty sound on your podcast yeah you know so we had we tried out a few things in the very beginning and then kind of got like a system dialed in where it sounds pretty it sounds good now you know it sounds professional that was the most important thing to us and then uh what should be the most important is putting out consistent episodes <laughs> well, that, should be, that, that should be a priority, but it's really not for us. That, that's that's uh, what I was gonna say. For for me, I did the opposite. Where I, the the sound I've worked on, and I still definitely haven't figured out yet. I'm using the same exact shit that I started with, which is a seventeen dollar USB yeah, yeah, mic. Sounds, and and I'm telling you, I think it sounds good though. Well then, then I must have figured it out, but that's but that's all right. But sometimes, you know, it just depends on the connection with the with the Skype, like doing this. Like I, I I use Skype to call you, and sometimes it doesn't sound that great. Sometimes it does. You know, got no control over that. But but the one thing that I that I have been sure about, and uh, the th- the thing that I know from, and I, I know you yourself listen to a lot of podcasts, right? Yeah. The the one the one thing that I knew, like for some for myself who listens to a lot of podcasts, is that I want to be able to get that shit each week or whatever whatever their schedule is i want to be able to depend on that so that's like the only thing that i was like positive like all right i'm gonna stick to that if i say i'm gonna put out one episode a week i'm gonna do it once a week and at this point i think i'm on like 102 i think will be this week it'll be 102 weeks in a row that i got it (laughs) we're squeaking up on 100 we're getting close but We'll, we'll probably hit a hundred around like June. <laughs> That's be, funny, uh, and you started like two years before I did. <laughs> so yeah, we put them out like uh, you like we're dropping like a mixtape or something like <laughs> like uh, an event. <laughs> but they're they're good. They're good. Every time we release a new episode. No, but yeah, we do try to have good conversations, and we talk about silly shit and interesting shit, and you know, we get a little. It's it. We really keep it as real as we can we can keep it like this if you if you go on a van ride with wisdom and chains to a show that's that's what you're going to hear is the right. most america podcast that's just how we talk to each other well what i think gets on everybody's nerves and tries to start 
<laughs> instigate. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, that, that's what's, you that's know? what seems. I try to mitigate the beef. That, well, you guys got a good balance, and uh, that's that's what I think makes it enjoyable. And, uh, you know, you, you got your dirt scientist, he chimes in every now and then, but. Yeah. Rarely, but you know, but yeah, when, yeah. It's just it's you got a you got a you got a good combination, and I I I very much enjoy. It. I told you that. I told you that to your face before, but yeah. Thank you, man. But not all right. So so I mean, I I got some things to ask you, and I, I'm not gonna go right into like wisdom stuff because I mean I could I could get a little obsessive. I think I've been pretty clear before that Wisdom Chains is is my favorite hardcore band of all time, like without question, definitely. Uh, thanks. Definitely my favorite hardcore band of all time, um, but there's but more important stuff has come to my attention, and I wanted to know if you know anything about it. I learned today, uh, earlier today, very early today on my drive to work, that uh, apparently koalas uh, have cancer that is contagious. Are you aware of this at all? Yeah, I think they have. Uh, they carry like a. It's like an STD. Right? Well, that, like yeah, TV or something like that. Well, I, I, I knew that. I knew that part. But like, so my wife texts me, texts me this morning and says, uh, um, "Koalas have a have a contagious cancer," and uh, right away, I didn't back, know there was a contagious cancer. I didn't I know. It, I didn't know there was either. But now the Australian fires are starting to seem a little intentional. But that. Wow, that's, that's <laughs> fucking crazy! I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't need to go. Mean to go, Alex Jones. But then, all right. So, so today I'm at the I'm at the I'm at the gym and I'm on the treadmill and I'm I, I go to the gym on my lunch break and I'm running and I'm thinking, all right. So, so all joking aside, say, say like the, the, the say this people people have cancer that is contagious, right? Do we treat them, and we treat them like Ebola patients, right? But what is the what is the tipping point when that becomes like internment camps and like medical genocide? Like where you're just trying to like keep it away to where you're trying to seclude these people and and just kill them all off? How far do we go? Jesus, That's, <laughs> I have no idea. I've Why? Never even Contagious cancer. Yeah, what do we do? I mean, cancer cancer is as crazy enough as is, and it's like rampant, you know. But if it was like airborne cancer, like you know, person to person airborne cancer, we gotta kill them. You know, drink out of the same glass as somebody, and you get cancer. Jesus, I mean, (laughs) yeah, it might come down to that, man. (laughs) It might. Do you remember how old are you? I'm thirty five. Thirty five. Okay. In 1982, when AIDS hit the streets. Was it 82? It was was 82, yeah. Okay. It was like the same, AIDS and crack hit the streets at the same time. It was like like the world (laughs) turned on its head. (laughs) Right. Okay. People lost their shit. Yeah. People lost their fucking minds. And people were so paranoid about getting AIDS and there were so many like crazy rumors of like, Oh, I heard you can get it like this. You can get it like this. Oh, you can get it from sitting on the toilet seat. Oh, you can get it from shaking somebody's hand. You can get it from coughing in somebody's face. You're like, there was all so, oh, spit. You know what I mean? You, I heard of, I, there's a kid uh, who was, who was playing with his classmate and he accidentally spit in his, his eye and he got AIDS. Like there was so many crazy <laughs> stories going around about AIDS that were completely false. Yeah, but the panic 
that it caused because nobody knew. There's no way to prove one way or the other right. if the, the rumors were, were false or true, you know? So you just had to kind of, like, assume that they're all true for yeah. a brief period, you know what I mean, until some science came out. So I would imagine airborne cancer would be similar to that. Once people know, uh, dude, if, if koalas are really giving people cancer, we got to stop holding them. I, no more pictures. Here's the thing. I, here's, here's why I, I have to read more about this before <laughs> I fully commit to koala bears giving people <laughs> cancer. Because I think the word would be out about that right by, by this time. You and think? I think that I don't think there would be lines of people waiting to call <laughs> koala bears and take pictures with them if this were true. I will right, well, listen. If they're truly riddled <laughs> with diseases, I don't know. Well, we know they have it. We we animal. we know everybody's pretty well known. They have like chlamydia or something, and like you can't get that unless you like getting down with a koala, right? I I guess I don't know how that works, but you know, I think you're, I think everybody's safe there. But like this ca- this cancerous koalas, c- contagious cancerous koalas, which could be like a cross punk band. But anyway, the. the <laughs> that that was just like – all right, so like I said, this is just like a, t- a text my wife sent me this morning. It was like, koalas have contagious cancer. But like here's here's how I am with my wife. My wife's like a mechanic to me. Like if a mechanic tells me that I need to buy a new car and put it around my current car and then I can pass inspection, then I'm going to buy a new car. Like I will not fact check this. I just believe it. So, <laughs> so I'm coming in with no research. I'm just coming in with uh, – Assumed facts is what I call them. Just spreading, <laughs> spreading lies about koalas. So, well, <laughs> just <you know>. slandering, <laughs> slandering the good name of koala bears. Do they have? Do they have a good name though? I mean, everybody knows that they that they are a carrier. So why not just throw another disease at them? I mean, that might be slander. I never <laughs> even looked into that one. Yeah. All right. That See, could, fair enough. That could be complete slander. <laughs> Jesus! All right. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we've. I'll tell you one thing: they got cute noses. And yeah. They got cute little fuzzy ears and stuff, right? But I don't trust those claws for a minute. No, it's sketchy. Yeah. You take a look at those hands and the claws. Nah, I don't trust it. How do they get so, anything done with those claws? It's like women with big with long fingernails. How do you get anything done? How can you actually be efficient with with nails like that? Yeah, they look like <laughs> they look like weapons. Yeah. It's hard to trust somebody with, with you know, Wolverine fingers. <laughs> but not, but but it's but it's easy enough to line up for the picture. <laughs> so all right, so I, yeah, like I, like I said, I, I want to talk some wisdom and change stuff, but also I, I mean, I know we would we would get off track on some other stuff. I, like I knew we weren't going to have like a symposium on uh, hypothetical haircuts, but because uh, like, <laughs> I think we're both out on that one. Which by the way, like I've been trying to go like. How long are you full razor on your head? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. full razor every two every two or three days. I'm trying to get in there. The shower, just zip it all, zip it all off. I I'm, have to. I'm trying. I'm trying to get there myself. If I go four, if I go four days, five days, it looks, it just looks insane. You look crazy. It looks just insane. <laughs> <laughs> it looks insane. Like I seriously, I don't like. I would be. I would be like. I would be wearing a hat and sunglasses in public, you know what I mean? Like, if I, I can't, like, go walk out of the house without shaking my head. If it's, like, four days of growth, five days of growth, oh, my God, forget it. 
Is, is that a, is that ever an issue on tour? No, no. I just prepare for that. Yeah, yeah. I was so, so. I just bring, yeah, I, I was. I prepare for that. Um, it's a priority. It's like you know what I mean. I brush my teeth every yeah. day. I shave my head every day on tour, especially. You know. Oh, right, I, I get it. I'm trying, like I said, I'm trying to get there for my birth. Like I've been losing my hair for years, but it wasn't until recently where my wife was like, "Oh, you're losing some on the top." You know, like the receding hairline for some reason wasn't wasn't uh, wasn't enough of a threat. The fact that I started losing on the top was like, "All right, now we got a real problem." Um, but I have but I have moles <laughs> on my hole. head. It's the hole that you can't see. That's the yeah, that yeah. Like, oh, I didn't even know that was up there. But 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 I wasn't too worried. Like. I had these moles in my head. So on my birthday, I went and got my moles removed. And so now my, that was my big thing. It's like I had three huge moles on my head. I can't walk around with a shaved head and a couple of moles up there. That's that's way more fucked up than just bad hair, you know? Yeah. And you know what I always thought when I, when I see somebody with a mole on their head, if you have to, I would be paranoid about cutting it with a razor. Yeah. And just bleeding. Right. That's, that's, that would be my concern with the mole. Yeah, so you got to get them taken off. So, so, so I did that. But now that that was just November. So now I'm having trouble, like committing to full full bick full bick in my head. I don't I don't know what it is. It feels once you do it. I mean, have you ever done it before? No, I never done it. Oh, it feels amazing. <laughs> it feels great. Like once you once you do it, you're gonna like the feel of having a freshly sh- shorn head. It's it's nice, man. <laughs> Feels good. Feels good in the breeze when you hit when that first breeze hits your head and you're like, oh, it's like a, it? it's like taking a sip of a nice uh, ice cold Sprite. <laughs> I think I think uh, now would be a bad time though. I think I gotta wait till the spring. I don't think with my aversion to the winter, I gotta wait. But I'm ready at some point. Yeah, yeah, that might not be a good idea for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, dude. Um, so. Wisdom and Change, you guys are going, you're going to be out on tour here soon, right? You're going to Europe for the Persistence yeah, Tour. Yeah, we're leaving on, uh, on uh, Tuesday next week. Which is a, it's, that's a, uh, that's a pretty huge fucking tour. 14th, I think. Yeah, it is, man. We did Persistence Tour once before, and um, Ignite was the headliner. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Ignite, and uh, Terror, Terror was on that tour. Um. H2O was on that tour as well. Um, Iron Ragged, Twitching Tongues, um, maybe one. Yeah, other thing I, I, I remember that tour because I think you guys did you did you did podcasts from that tour. I believe, from what I remember, I think there was yeah, a couple of Post yeah, America yeah. episodes from that tour. But this this one though, kind of kind of, I mean, no shade on that one, but this one kind of makes that one look look weak. By comparison, this this one is just awesome. Just for like you know, for like a '90s hardcore kid, this is like you know, it's fucking, it's awesome, man. Right, Gorilla um, Gorilla Bistics, like, Agnostic Front. Like growing up, and I we always felt well. I always felt like when I when I started going to hardcore shows and learning about the the scene and the history of the bands and stuff like that, I'm like shit. I just missed. Yeah. All the good. Sh- I just missed all the the, the the real shit. You know what I mean? Right. right. I always thought, kind of felt like that. So like, anytime you get to do a tour or play a show with some with something from the from the beginning, 
You know what I mean? It's like extra special. Yeah. So like being on tour, we never got to do a, a actual tour tour with Agnostic Front. We we've been on tour and played a bunch of shows with Agnostic Front, but we never were on tour with Agnostic Front before. Right. So that's very special in itself. Gorilla Biscuits, one of the first bands I started listening to when I when I got into hardcore. This is like super special being on tour with Gorilla Biscuits. They're they're headlining the tour. Yeah. Uh, it's just going to be fucking amazing. Um, so uh, yeah, anytime you get to just be around that type of uh, history, you know what I mean. There's something special about it. And H2O is obviously. I mean, I love H2O since the first time I saw them, and they're they've become friends of of ours, you know. Yeah. Um. So that's dope. Uh, hanging out with with uh, Biohazard. Billy Billy Biohazard is on the tour, and and he has like his you know he has like a solo yeah that record yeah yeah he does he does Biohazard songs and stuff like that. That's like the whole show he's gonna and like that's gonna be special just because Billy we we did tours with Billy before with Biohazard and and uh, it's it's just really cool man. There's just a lot of like people that you know who I musically admire uh, that we get to to be around every day so that's going to be a special one man it really is well does it uh, does do you are you to the point yet where you feel like wisdom and chains belongs here or does it still feel like you're stepping into something like like you said you listen to these bands you grew up with these bands does it do you feel like they're your peers or you, you superiors is there any kind of that or you feel like you're on the same level uh i don't know if it's the same level but i definitely feel like i belong Right, you know, I, I belong. We we definitely made our mark, you know, absolutely in, in this yeah. scene. So like, I, I definitely feel like I belong, but it's still, it's not lost on me that it's special. You know, that like some bands are just special, right? And some tours are special. You know, um, seeing, I, I know how difficult it is to do a tour. Mm-hmm. I know how difficult it is on the on your body i know how difficult it is on a family i know how difficult it is on friendships and relationships and all of that stuff with kids and everything right so when i see a band like sick of it all for instance who never stopped touring since 80 86 i think right they've been touring since 1986 every single year they've been touring 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 for for a job and they have families and they have kids and they have lives that to me i know that that's special they've got to be the only band to do that right they've got they've got to be the only band that has done that a hardcore band the only hardcore band that has done that the that 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 consistently map uh, map ball has had had member changes you know what i mean but i know like freddie and hoy have uh, you know, and they have like they do it for a job, but like as far like for the whole band to do it as a job, I think I, I think Sick of It All might be the the only hardcore band right. that I can think of that does that. Yeah, but yeah, that so th- that's special, and to do it the way the way Mabel does it, that's special. Just it's, it's just special, just to be a band, just to be able to stand each other for that many years is special you yeah. know what i mean to be to to go through the stresses of 
being in a band and and working out all of the band shit you know what i mean like that's that's difficult so like i it's not lost on me my to answer your question yes i do feel that we belong here yeah but it's not lost on me how special it still is you know what i mean right 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 well i and i i feel like you belong there too not that not not that my opinion matters but um and, and i that's the thing that i think is interesting is when when do we start stop uh stop kind of worshiping the bands that came before and not not that there's anything wrong with that but and just like allowing other bands into that uh sacred level you know of like fucking yeah, yeah well, gorilla biscuits go ahead sorry i'll tell you what's cool is this when you see the when you see those bands talk about the bands that they still revere mm-hmm. okay so if you ever get a chance to have a conversation with with Roger from Agnostic Front and you bring up the Misfits yeah, or bring up Ramon, the Ramones to Roger and you hear him the way he talks about them, the way that I talk about, them. Like, you know what I mean, Agnostic Front and right. the way I talk about Sick of It All, the way I talk about Madball, he talks about those bands like that. And when you, you know what I mean, that that's, when when you have a conversation with John Joseph and you hear him talk about dad brains, you'll see that you never get over it. Like they're always going to be the bands who you, who brought you into this thing are always going to be that thing to you. Oh, John you Joseph's I mean? a little tough. He talks the same way about fruits and vegetables. So uh, that guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about his opinion, but the vegetables and bad brains. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I don't know what scale he's working on, but no, but I, yeah, I, I, t- I totally understand what you're saying. Uh, but like the, I, I don't know. I just, I, I just find it. I find an interesting thing in in hardcore is where we want to, not maybe we us uh, the scene wants to always worship the old bands, the bands that came first, which I think, you know, whatever, they, they deserve it. But at the same time, there's been so many different eras since then. And the fucking, like, 1981 was, was, I don't know, how many years ago is that? 40 years. That's 40 years ago. Like, there's been, like, so 1991 is 30 years. That's a long fucking time, too. <laughs> like, 2001, that's, yeah. a, that's a long fucking time, too. Like, you, you know, for for a band like it you is, guys, man, for a band like right. you guys, Wisdom and Chains, you've been when's when's the the first uh, recording was done? What September 11th? I remember, you know, from the around around 2001. Yeah, 2001, 2001. Yeah, it's a long fucking time. So, so what, what? What? I guess my thing and the argument I get in with people all the time is that the bands that you revere and love and appreciate should be bands that that you've gotten to be around and be able to appreciate and like so uh, i know antidote put out a great seven inch in whatever 1983 but that band like other than listening to that seven inch it doesn't bring me any enjoyment like to, a band like to come up with like wisdom and chains you guys speaking to you but really i mean i would say it anyway like to be at so many of your shows listen to to listen to and anticipate your records and be so into it is that's so much better than having a fucking seven inch that came out you know, when I was three, <laughs> like, yeah, so absolutely. absolutely. Like, I'll tell you this, the bands that I, the bands that I sweat. Yeah. From back in the day, 
is not that band that just put out a seven inch or did this or that. You know what I mean? Like little the bands that I select are the bands that I got to see live. Right, right. Those are that's the bands that I that I'm into. It's the bands that I got to see live. So like, um, I think Killing Time. Yeah. Pro Mags. Madball. Agnostic Front, sick of it all, sick of it all, sick of it all. <laughs> like to to the you know umpteenth degree, sick of right, it all. Right, right. Those those bands are bands that I got to see. I got to see fucking Warzone, man. Like just knowing, I feel so like good that I got to see Warzone. Quite a few times. I got to see Warzone in New York City at Wetland. Yeah. And I got to see Warzone at CBGB's. Yeah. And, like, that is fucking... To me, that's, like, special. I uh, I got to have a conversation with Rabies. That's, like, special to me. That's, like, it's something that I cherish as a memory. Right. I cherish that. Because I... You know what I'm saying? It's not just, like, a 7-inch that I, I had... I had some seven inches that I liked, and I'm like, oh, that band's cool. But it never quite got to the level of respect as the bands that I actually got to to see live and, and have conversations with, stuff like that. You know what yeah. I mean? That's always, always more special. So, yes, you're, I agree with you uh, on that level because I this music is about, like, 
develop relationships with them. So that that's definitely a special thing. Well, it is. It is. It, it's interesting how it happened for you because you've had a kind of a, the a long game trajectory with this. Because when did when did you start going to hardcore shows? Nineteen ninety three. Nineteen ninety three. So now, in what year? Does do you start finding yourself among these these bands? Um, well, okay. So from the, the we started our band. My first band was called Feeble, right? And um, which I, I love. You know that. With, <laughs> yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, so we started Feeble on the way home from my first show. Mm-hmm. We saw Sick of It All at city gardens and i was like dude i want to fucking do that that is the coolest shit i ever saw in my life i want to do that and it was me and evan my bass player uh in wizarding chains my older brother simon uh my my brother-in-law tobin was playing drums and then we had a couple other people you know swapped in and out on a second guitar and i was a singer because I just, you know, I didn't have an instrument, so I'm, I'm the singer by default. And the the goal from the beginning for me was to play a show with Sick of It All. That's oh, what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I, so Feeble lasted a couple of years and then broke up. And then I, I hopped in with uh, Crutch and I started singing with Crutch, fill, filling in for Carl. And then I actually started writing lyrics and recording and stuff like that with them too um then i started playing with strength for a reason i played drums with strength for a reason in the beginning um i played uh bass and Mushmouth and out to win yeah i remember we started another yeah. band called box cutter we had like always like doing projects and it was always like the same group of people you know what i mean me and richie and uh, Chris Mavermatis and Sean Battle and and uh, our friend Carl and my brother Simon and Evan was in some of these things too and like oh, it was always like the same group of people but through all of those things I never got to play a show with Sick of It All yeah. which is what I ultimately wanted <laughs> to me I was like we're going to play a show with them and that's going to be I can <laughs> I can quit the day afterwards because that's it can't get any better than that right and uh and never happened. And then we started. We we had recorded this project, uh, Wisdom and Chains, as just like a fun side thing. But we never planned on playing shows with it. So when we finally started playing shows with Wisdom and Chains, and people started to pay attention, and we started to get a little bit of buzz about us, we got a message on MySpace from Sick of It All, and they said they wanted to take us on tour in Europe. And we thought it was a joke. We thought it was a, you know, somebody pranking us like a friend of ours who got, you know, made a fake sick yeah. all account. Well, usually the only messages you got on MySpace were asking for nudes. So I can see why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody was asking for mine. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, they, so yeah, that's how it happened. Sick of it all actually asked us to go on tour with them on, from, on MySpace. That's adorable. Which it seemed like an absolute like look, this can't be fucking real. <laughs> this could not be fucking real. But yeah, it was real. So we did a we did a our first tour with them was 
uh, it was probably three weeks in Europe we did with Sick of It All. That was the first time. And the and what year was that? We That was 2000, man, I want to say like 2008 maybe, 2007. So basically 15 years in to you being yeah. in, into this, you find yourself yeah. with where I, you wanted to be. We had, we had done some cool shit, and we for had sure, for sure. Europe already, and yeah. we did some really cool stuff, and I wasn't feeling like, uh, you know, <clears throat> I, I I knew, like, I, I'm playing the music that I love, and I'm, I'm in the scene that I love, and I'm hanging out with my friends every day, and this is, like, what I want to do, you know? Um, so... It's funny because I I think at that point I had kind of forgotten about uh, the the goal of playing the, the ambition show with it yeah all because it just yeah it just didn't seem like it's you know I mean it's just not I don't know it just it didn't seem like the uh, I don't even know how to put this in words it just didn't seem like attainable I guess and maybe it didn't seem like it was the right Motivation. It seemed kind of like a ridiculous benchmark, like you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But then once I once the opportunity arose, I'm like, oh my god, I could check that off my list. You know what I mean? Right. And it, and then it became important once again. It became you know vitally important that I played shows with Sick of It All. So we've done quite a few tours with them since then, and you know we've well, been very fortunate to to do a lot of really good tours and that that kind of like made other bands that we looked up to it kind of put us on the radar maybe yeah you know what i mean yeah at least that's how it seems because after that it kind of like opened up a whole you know we got we started getting a lot of offers from a lot of other bands that were from back in the day you know well i think that's a that's a that's an important uh i don't want to say lesson but an important thing for people who are who are in newer hardcore bands to understand because because as always a hardcore scene has a high turnover rate you know bands come and go you know a year <laughs> a year and one record yeah. is, is a pretty big deal so it's so to stick mm-hmm. it out and actually it's that's why i was saying your your trajectory is a little interesting because you you were around and did these things and it didn't seem until the last 10 years that and that, that seems crazy to even say that the last 10 years that it really started working for you and that wisdom and change yeah. really really became like this 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 thing and uh I mean, I mean you guys you guys mean a lot to a lot of people is that is that a weird uh is that a weird kind of influence and and thing to have on your back um yeah it is yeah it really is um there's i don't know there's people there's things that people have said to me that are so like um personal you know yeah and like emotional Mm-hmm. In in a setting where you know you're at a hardcore show and, and there's like you know like it's a, it's you know loud and violent at times and intense and there's, you know there's like it's just not the right setting to have like a, a heart to heart all the yeah. time you know what I mean 
sometimes it works, but sometimes it's just like, um, people have said things to me that are so deep and intense and, and like straight to the point that it just really catch, catches me off guard sometimes the way people, you know, and I understand it. It's like, I, it's, um, music does that to people, man. Yeah. I'm happy that I'm happy that something that I was a part of could, you know, have had that effect on people, but it's definitely a strange thing because you don't, I don't want to be held responsible for someone's, uh, someone's emotional well-being either. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the song, what, what, what my lyrics mean to me are personal to me. And once you put it out there into the world, it's, it's no longer mine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's for the, it's for the listener to interpret so, uh, I'm not really, sorry. Thanks for the sandwich. My son brought me a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> well, that's a good time for, for a grilled kids. cheese. 10 o'clock. That's perfect. You, I got, know. you got the tomato oh, soup or no? He, uh, he asked me if I wanted it. And I oh, it it's flat. Flat. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's too late for tomato soup for the grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> talking to my buddy Dan, eating the grilled cheese. It's a good be night. Better? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this is the thing. I what a song means to me, right? It has to be meaningful to me lyrically. I have to mean what I'm saying. Yeah. Before I sing it. Or right. I don't even want to put it out. Um but once I record it and put it out to the world You done with it? It's no longer mine. Right. Like it the meaning is always what it, whatever it is to me. But I can't I can't tell you what it needs to mean to you. I can't tell anybody what it means what it means to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a it's a weird thing kind of like being listening to someone's interpretation of it and them telling me what it what it means to them and I have to you know agree with it and say okay, yeah, that's cool. That's great. And I thank you. I appreciate the kind words. And, but it's it's just a it's a it's a strange thing. I don't even want to call it a responsibility, uh, but it's it's just a strange feeling. Yes, for sure, it's definitely strange. <laughs> well, it's it, I, mean, I don't it's, know if I'm rambling, but no, 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 no. Well, I I think I mean it might not make sense to a lot of people because not a lot of people uh, are in your position and do what you do where you write things that people sing back at you and you guys you're singing to them and they're singing to you and you're using the same words but you're saying something else and it's not up to you know like it's it's a it's a there's a lot to get lost in there and a lot to get confused and but but there's yeah. there's a there's a lot of shit that's really cool about that so like uh like i mean aside from the fact that wisdom and chains sounds the, the, the Wisdom and Chain doesn't sound like any any other hardcore band, and I don't I don't know if that was ever y- your intention. Uh, you you and Richie and the you know the other guys who have been in the band, if that was ever your intention, but it's but that's the way it is. Like there's nobody else that 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 can do that. I fuck. I tried to do it. I tried to do it with a band that basically was trying to rip you guys off, and we got nowhere close. You know, like. But but one of the things that I think 
that that definitely like like it or not it, it's it's wholly you is that the the lyrics that you write on songs um are or from a completely different perspective than what most people write hardcore songs about where somebody might be singing about uh having a sh- myself included might be singing about having like a, a, a shitty a shitty dad you know like a standoffish childhood you sing the opposite like like a total 180 on that about how you're going to be you, like you you take the the positive perspective of i'm going to be this type of father instead of i hate my dad you're like i'm going to be this incredible dad and it's just so it's it's like how you sing songs about you about what you love whether it's you, you write songs about your fucking dogs you know what I mean, and and people people enjoy it. You, you, know, you write songs about yeah. enjoying the music and not not about hating. It's not it's not a not an angsty thing. And yes, for sure, there's definitely the Wisdom and Chain songs that are fuck you, you know. But whatever, that's hardcore. That's that's part of it. But I think, and I don't know, maybe I'm putting the words in everybody's mouth. But I think that people appreciate what you what you put lyrically down is uh, is it's just completely different from what else is out there. What else we have to draw from. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely went through the that that was like a, a learning process, you know what I mean? Like learning how to write lyrics, but like you you write about what you're feeling, you know what I mean? Yeah, and um, it doesn't necessarily have to be if you if if I go into a, a, a you know I, I sit down in a quiet room with a notebook. And I write what I'm feeling. Okay, that's that's one thing. That's like more like journaling, right? Yeah. Or, or diary, right? That's not what I do with wisdom and chains. Um, and to to me, what wisdom and chains like the the why we sound different is because Richie. Mainly Richie, but everybody writes music. But Richie writes most most of the riffs, and and uh, kind of like we all have a part in arranging and stuff like that. But Richie's kind of the driving force behind the the, the music. Yeah. Um. But everybody contributes, and everybody Evan wrote Evan writes complete songs. Chris writes complete songs. But Richie's kind of like the the I don't know what the he's he's like the the finishing touches guy. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so when we get, when we all sit down and we come up with the, the music, this, everything is music first. So we'd make the music what we want to be. And then I go into a room with that. And then I listen to that. And then I write what that makes me feel instead of just writing what I, and feeling and then putting it to a song that doesn't really evoke that kind of emotion. Right. Yeah. You understand what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. I sit down and I listen to the song and then what the song is telling me to write, that's what I write about. So it's kind of like a, like imagine a song with no lyrics on it is a, is a score to a, a movie. Right. So you sit down and try to figure out what the movie is about. So I, that, to the school. that's got to put a, a bit of pressure on you then, right? Because you're you're the finishing touch. Oh, absolutely. Because I I'll tell you right now, like I've written 
songs that I think are awesome. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait. And, you know, <laughs> I put the finishing touch on and bring it to the guys and they just like, <laughs> I can see on the look on their faces that, oh, my God, they hate it, you know, <laughs> and it's crap and I have to throw it out and erase, forget that I ever, you know what I mean? Like when you try to listen to something that you already wrote a song to, yeah. Really wrote lyrics to and a melody, and then try to forget it and write something different. It's yeah. very difficult. Oh no, I've t- I've tried to do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> especially when you like the thing that yeah. you wrote. Yeah, then it's really difficult. But <laughs> that's to me, that's the wisdom and change sound is the the music. You right. know, I've people. You know, some I've heard people tell me that, like, you know, it's it's the the, the singing and stuff like that. But to me, it's not. It's the music that makes it special. And if you, you know, if you understand like the writing, my writing process, then it, it, it that would make more sense. You know? It's. A, I mean, it, Wisdom Chains, and I agree with what you're saying. There is that. I, well, I. I would just say that it's 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 all of it. You guys, and I think I I think I've said this before. I don't know if I put it up anywhere, but like it's it's almost like you're like there's this. It's like a progressive, like you. It's almost like progressive hardcore, but it's like so. It's it's done traditionally, like you guys think outside the well, box, but then you, but then package you, it back up. You said something before that I want to like go back to. Yeah, you said like we don't we don't sound like anybody and you didn't know if that was intentional or not. Right. Right. It's not intentional that we say we don't want to sound like anybody else, but we do say we want to write whatever the hell we want to write. Sure. We we don't care. We don't care if we don't sound like anybody else. So in that sense, we're not intentionally saying like, no, nah, we can't do that because it sounds like that band. Oh, we can't do it that because it sounds like that band. It's the the. It's more like what more likely would happen in a hardcore band, especially, is like we can't never write that. That doesn't sound like a hardcore band, right? And we say like, no, we like the way it sounds, so we're gonna do it, even if it sounds like, you know, uh. uh 80s hair metal band if we like the riff and we like the way it sounds and it it has a cool flow to it we're going to write it right which 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 I love about it and what what to me though is what makes it interesting is that 20 years in almost 20 years in somebody people would want to try to replicate this but they can't it's not that it's not that you don't sound like anybody else it's also that nobody else sounds like you it's it's that you guys are doing something so new, unique that it's at this point it's like it's 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 expected like you know what you expect from Wisdom and Chains but you don't expect anybody else to even come close to it. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Like if somebody else were to put out a record that sounded yeah, like Wisdom so. and Chains, it'd be like what the f- what? like I, it, it, I don't know I don't know I don't know if it would be obvious. Or what? But it's just a, you guys just have a, such a cool sound, and I don't even know what the fucking sound is at this point. <laughs> like, it's, but it, but I, I, but I love yeah, it. I don't know. I know, like, if I hear, I feel like I can pick out a Richie Crutch riff. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you're probably you know right. what I mean. Yeah. So if there's if that's like the sound to me, that's the sound. It's like Richie 
Richie's picking or something like that, or the way he strums. Like, I can pick Richie's guitar out of a lineup. Yeah. I know it pretty, I know, I know his style pretty well, I guess, is like his, that's, so if that's like the sound, if I had to pick. The sound is Richie. What is the wisdom chain sound to me? It's Richie is the sound. Yeah, but you got to give yourself some credit too. There, obviously, there's got to be both you. You're the only two that you know. So it's it's it's. I know you know the the. It's it's both you basically is what I'm what I'm saying, and it, which is which is fantastic because it's just been you two. But with with one thing I wanted to ask you with wisdom and with your songs is that there's there's a bunch of like my favorite wisdom and chain songs are not songs that that I've I don't know if I've ever seen any of them played that that don't seem to be, you know, crowd pleasers but are so so I have like mine like start living off of uh whatever the record the, the fourth record yeah everything you know yeah. yes yes start living I love start living I've always loved start living start living best of me off of uh what was the one at the one two later Shit, I can't. I'm dropping names on records, but yeah. But me is uh, the God Rhythm. <laughs> God Rhythm, but, and, and and then like L- London Gospel off of. Uh,
right? So like, like the, the, those are like three right, three songs that I can think of that I love from Wisdom and Chains that I don't know that I've ever seen play live or that many other people are that into. Are there are there songs that you have from Wisdom and Chains that you're surprised never went over or that you really love that don't seem to be crowd favorites? I tell you right now, like all three of those, I thought all three of those were going to be like huge crowd pleasers. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I thought that from the start. Yeah, I swear. Um, I don't know if it's just we never really like gave it a good push. We played all of those live. Yeah. It just know, never worked. For, for a time. And then it's like if it just doesn't go, come over live, then, you know, you just got to kind of uh, let it go. Right, yeah. You, know? yeah. You, can't, you, know, you can't like force a square peg in a, a round hole, you know? Yeah. So yeah. those we tried all of those songs, and to me, I thought "Start Living." Ah, it's incredible. Back at it now, <laughs> I can see like things I could have done better, or you know what I mean. Like you could pick it apart and be like, "Why did sure? Why didn't that one ever like click live?" You know what I mean? You try to pick it apart. I don't know. Maybe it's just not that good of a song, but I I love it. I think that's a cool song. Um, I thought London Gospel was like a no-brainer. But we were right now. I'm like, oh, this is going to be dope. But yeah, it just never really, never kicked in live. We did it in London and didn't kick in live, you know? It's just not, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard to like, it's hard to guess what's going to be good live and what's not. It's really, really hard to guess, especially when like we're writing such different, styles of of music you know what i mean like it's just like on on our record there will be so many different types of songs yeah. you know what i mean um it's really hard to predict which ones are gonna be like good live um a surprising one like that does really good live and i yeah. didn't think it was really gonna be a good one is uh songs to my killer really you didn't think that was gonna do well I thought that would be like an obvious I one. I thought it would be a good album song and people would love it for the, the sentiment. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't think it was really going to be a, a good live one. And it is really, it's just one of our better live songs, I think. Um, oh. Like as far as reaction. But then there's a song like, like uh, My Friend. Yeah. Which we have a video for. It's probably the one of our most like you know listen to sure yeah. chain songs we would probably never play that in the united states very rarely would you ever see us play that in the united states because of reaction yeah but in europe that's uh we have to have that on the set every night it does really good in europe wow. all over europe you know, it's but funny. Like, here, like, 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 as an like American, <laughs> I was gonna say, as as an American, I'd be like, yeah, you could skip that one. Like, I like it. Like, but like, but yeah, live. Yeah, I could do without that one. It's because yeah, it's, it's long. Like, yeah. not, it's too long or boring. Or there's something. A, I don't know. But there's a transition it in it. Where, yeah. here, it does good there. <laughs> That's so weird. I don't. I don't know. I don't it's know. hard to predict, man. It's really hard to predict. We got lucky with uh, on the last record. Already dead was the the. You know the video song we did, we did, and that that was a a good choice. Yeah, that does good live. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, and there's a couple off the new record that do good live, and uh, there's you know, but 
Yeah, it's it's hard to predict throughout the years. We had a song called Golden Rule. Yep. Yeah. On uh, everything you know, I think that was on everything you know. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. And we, I think we all thought that was going to be the. Song. That's a heavier that one, right? One. Um. No. Uh, no. I. I. I can. I can hear it in my head, but. I don't even. Towards know the end of the record, maybe. Maybe, maybe you would call it heavy. I don't. Maybe. Yeah. But it's just. I thought it was going to be like. <laughs> we we all thought it was gonna be like a, it was gonna go over good live. That's gonna be like the song, and it didn't. Just didn't. And you can see like now that we have Spotify and yeah and Apple Music, and you can see all the analytics. You can see what people listen to. Right. Like there's, it's obvious. Like you just have to like f- like believe the math. You know what I mean? You have to believe the math. This is what people like, and this is you know some songs people just don't like as much as others it's odd it is yeah and, 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 and like you said it's all it's it's hard hard thing to predict i don't know you know i like i mean that's why i brought it up the songs that i thought would be uh be crowd pleasers or that other people would appreciate doesn't seem to be the case but whatever you got that makes it, me happy yeah <laughs> that, that you said those three songs in particular it really does because i like i agree with you like I, I i try not to like pick favorites and stuff like that with our songs you just because i've been disappointed yeah especially like with those three songs i've been disappointed with those three songs <laughs> well i didn't mean to bring up sour and, grapes but you know that's so it's hard no it's just hard to like i try not to like pick like my favorite songs i try yeah. to pick try to think of like what's gonna What's gonna bring energy? What's gonna bring energy? Instead of just trying to think like what's because the songs are sentimental to me, you know what I mean? Sure. It's different. Yeah. It's, uh, for the song, the the reason that it's my favorite song might not be a, the same reasons why it would do good live. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's so I have to I have to try to like separate myself in that way. It's difficult, you know, but we well, help each other separate. I, I can I can speculate on why those songs might be sentimental to you, but but definitely best of me was obvious. I mean, maybe not obvious, but it was what it spoke to me was me right after having a kid. So, like that that was that was like that's the one for me. And then you know, start living. I just like what you're saying in that one and London Gospel as well too. And 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 not not it, not to give you all the credit. The, the the riff in Start Living, like I just you know I, I love that song. But anyway, but uh, we've been talking now for over an hour, so I don't want to keep this too long because that that's that can be a problem. So I want to go back to hard to predict and uh, end this on uh, uh, an interesting note, um, <laughs> which might be a bad move. But I gotta, I gotta ask. So it's hard, to, hard to predict. Like, right? You know, that's a, that's a phrase we just said a couple times. Um, I thought I was good. I thought I was good. Um, but I recently found out that my gaydar is really bad. All right. I thought I was. <laughs> I thought I had this this really good gaydar. I was like. I was like, no, uh, I, <laughs> no, no, like I was like, you know, ninety percent right on my gaydar. Like everybody that I thought was gay was gay. And then very recently, one of my very best friends of my whole life just came out of gay. And like, not like, 
not like just a little bit gay. Like he like boarded the ship Lollipop and like did that Tom Hanks movie thing where he's like, "Look at me, I'm 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 the captain now." <laughs> like, so, so so you personally have how, how's your gaydar been? Um, <laughs> and don't get yourself in trouble. Yeah, pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. You no, missed. Pretty bad. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not good at that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not good at that at all. Um, yeah, I'm, my wife is pretty good at it. She's like picks up on little subtle things. Like she'll be like, I, "Um, that guy's gay right there." I'm like, "Oh, yeah. How, why?" She'll be like, "Oh, well, because his eyebrows." I'm like, "What?" fuck you talking about his eyebrows or like you know oh well look at his collar on his shirt and oh, yeah. i'm like that's ridiculous you can't pick it but it's pretty she's pretty dead on <laughs> and there, and for some reason she's also like a magnet to you know what i mean it's like it's, they had this weird magnetic like like gay men will find her and women and just like it's like the best the immediate best friend thing if there's like a gay guy in the room you got like gay gravity will find her and they will be best friends by the end of the night <laughs> well that's or she'll be in a, you know she'll be in like a circle of uh with gay women at the end of the night they're all like playing pool together like having a good time I'm like i i don't know how it happens but yeah she's good at it that's impressive mine you, is not mine's off mine's gotta, definitely off you gotta get in the gym back in the gym and work on it i mean i, I do too apparently because <laughs> i thought mine was really good and now uh, you know, and then it went it, it, it went sour. But but uh, but I'm glad, I'm glad you know. <laughs> so, oh hey, what what? You gotta recalibrate that machine every now and then. You gotta recalibrate. Yeah, I I be, be just I just don't know what you use to recalibrate it, and that's what I'm concerned <laughs> by. But <laughs> but Joe, thank you thank you for for doing this. I, I truly appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for uh, for. Give me the the call. I appreciate it, man. I, I I'll do this anytime you want, buddy. Absolutely, door is always open. Awesome. All right, man. Take care. All right, be safe out there. Peace. Later.
there you have it. That's my conversation with Joe. Thank you to him for coming on and doing that. Um, very much appreciated. It was a long time coming, and I'm glad it's finally in the books and Wisdom and Chains is now part of Getting It Out podcast. So uh, that's, a, that's a little bit of a feather in my cap here on this one, and, uh, and, and I like it. I did, I did cut it off a little abruptly there, though. I'm aware of that. All right. Uh, I had to take care of some stuff here, but, uh, you know, that's the way it is. Sometimes you just got to end them. That was actually my second interview um, that evening. Uh, I did one earlier in the night, which uh, I believe will be uh, next week's episode will be with uh, Wasted Breath. They're a band from, uh, they're a punk band from uh, Spokane, Washington. It's Spokane, not Spokane, if anybody asks. So uh, keep, an eye, keep an eye and ear out for that one. Um, as I said about playing the Wisdom and Chain songs, there was uh, Start Living in the beginning. Um, what was the other one called? Uh, London Gospel in there, somewhere in the middle. And uh, there at the end, Best of Me. Um, three of my favorite uh, Wisdom and Chain songs. Hopefully you enjoy them too. Um, that's about it for this one. If you're new to the podcast, if it's the first time you're listening, um, don't be shy. Reach out to me any way you'd like, but uh, preferably through email, getting it out podcast at gmail.com. Um, I always welcome everybody to send in your music. Um, usually I'll play it. I'm going to end this one with the with the song that was sent in by uh, by Secret Society, which is a hardcore band out of Maryland. Um, Maryland, D.C., Baltimore, D.C., whichever you want to call it. It's uh, made up of a bunch of members, ex-members of a lot of other bands. Uh, we'll run through that more more detail at another time. But I'm going to end this one with thoughts and prayers. But um, before we do that, I want to encourage you to open up your little fucking app whatever you listen to this on and uh go give me a five star rating and review very much appreciated and literally nobody does it so like i have asked for 103 episodes for people to do that and i think there might be three (laughs) it's it's a really really bad success rate with this but you know what got to keep going uh but most importantly if you can just share the podcast let people know about getting it out podcast that is the most important thing and it's the thing that helps that helps uh, keep keeping this going. I've had a lot of people reaching out, a lot of people asking them to be on the podcast lately, and uh, most of it, most of them happen. Not all of them. I'm not telling you. I'm not inviting you all to ask me to if you can be on this. That's ridiculous. Um, but uh, yeah, I, we make it work when we can. I don't know why I said we. It's just me. I run this thing. All right. Um, go to the Instagram page at getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast on Twitter at getting it out pod facebook.com slash getting it out podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, Please come back. Go check out some old episodes. Do whatever the hell else you want. But most importantly, make me your priority. All right. Bye-bye. Destined men 
Faceless, the reality on the streets Not reflected on the news Happiness is fleeting like a distant memory For so many who ask so little There's nothing left for them to believe Thoughts and prayers are useless Thoughts and prayers are lies Thoughts and prayers are useless A convenient disguise Thoughts and prayers are useless Thoughts and prayers are lies Thoughts and prayers are useless I see right through your lies And lift them up when they fall down Keep a positive mental attitude Don't let adversity keep you down When you choose to make a difference And exemplify what you have to show You can make a difference And the life that you say could be your own Believe in those around you And lift them up when they fall down Keep a positive mental attitude Don't let adversity keep you It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.